0: Sure, John Tavares got his 1,000th point, but the New York Islanders got two points, and that mattered a lot more. Islanders win it in overtime. We have our key takeaways, our hero and go-to-the-game, plus what's next for Oliver Wallstrom, All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, this this was certainly an exciting game and we'll break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. But first... If there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on X at Lockdown Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X. At Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long. And I am live tweeting during every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to talk a little Islanders hockey with you. Game time or any time. All right. Well, uh, an exciting 4-3 overtime win for the New York Islanders over the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if ever there was a, a seesaw battle, an emotional roller coaster of a game, this was it for the New York Islanders. And, uh, you know, they absolutely struggled in that third period. They were holding on to that lead for dear life and could not quite hold on giving up a goal in the final 10 seconds of the game. And just to add a little salt to the wound, what happens? It's John Tavares's 1,000th point in his career. So, you know, that was something we were hoping not to see on this night. But the Islanders got the last laugh in overtime. Bo Horvat scoring the game-winning goal in the first minute of the extra session. And the Islanders end up with the two points and end up extending their winning streak to three games and, even more importantly, gaining two big points in the standings to now be in second place in the Metropolitan Division. So... Certainly, that was a a very big positive. And look, the first period, and I will say the first three or four minutes of the second period, was a great period, you know, great time for the Islanders. They gave up the power play goal early. And then, I mean, just some really good plays made after that. And you know the the Nelson, Palmieri, Engvall line getting it done. They scored twice. Nelson getting one, Palmieri getting one early in the second period, and that certainly made a big difference. That was the most effective line. And how about the goal by Casey Cizikas? Three great things happening on that one. Great hustle. And a great play by Hudson Fashing, Cal Clutterbuck with the pass, and then Casey Sezikis, backhand, toy department, goal. I mean, that was absolutely pretty. And what's the result? You're up 3-1, to one, and yet that goal, you know, that lead does not hold up. First John Tavares, midway through the second period, and then... With, you know, six-point-something seconds left, or seven-point-something seconds left, Morgan Riley with the game tire. And look, there were some mistakes being made in this game, but let's start with the positives. Noah Dobson, three assists in this game and a plus three. You know who had four shots on goal tied for second in this game with Bo Horvat. Alexander Romanov, I bet you didn't think that was going to be a stat. And, you know, that was certainly a positive. We mentioned the play of that nelson engvall Palmieri line getting the job done. Nice effort by the fourth line as well. But how about this? How about this? Uh, I I just really liked seeing Bo Horvat. Come up big in the extra session, and it wasn't the best game for Bo and Barzi. Uh, you know, on that top line, they struggled without a doubt for large chunks of this game, and yet when it mattered the most in overtime, it's Barzal setting up Horvat, and that is the game winner, Ilya Sorokin. Really solid. I mean, 36 saves and 39 shots. You needed that strong performance from Sorokin because, let's face it, Toronto is a dangerous hockey team. They know how to put the puck in the net. And, you know, Islander fans, I I, I felt the frustration as the, you know, Islanders had the 3-1 lead, then 3-2, and they're hanging on in the third period. And it was just shot after shot, and Sorokin making save after save until, obviously, uh, you know that goal goes in in the last minute. So, I, I, I mean, it was a roller coaster ride of a game, and I, I had to say I was at least happy that this team found a way to get it done. And oh yeah, you you want an unsung guy in this game? How about Julian Gauthier leading the team with five hits in just 10 minutes and four seconds of ice time? Uh, I mean, again, little things a lot of the time make a big difference in hockey games, and in this game, uh, those little things did add up. How about this, though? Uh, Mike Riley at one point shaking up wasn't sure if he was going to return. The last thing the Islanders can afford at this juncture is another injury to the blue line. You already have Aho, Pellick, and Polak out of the lineup. That's not going to get it done. But uh, somehow, the Islanders find a way. And i uh, got to say, I am proud of the resilience of this team. And... Look, it's still not a 60-minute effort. This still wasn't start to finish what you expect from a really good hockey team. But really good hockey teams also find a way to win, even when they're not playing their A game. And I'll tell you, the New York Islanders found a way to win, even when they weren't playing their A game in this contest. And it was a big relief and a big victory for the New York Islanders who are taking advantage of this homestand and getting the job done. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. Uh, We will have our hero and go to the game. And yeah, we will talk a little bit about a certain milestone that was reached by a former Islander tonight. Plus, Uh, Our Islanders' birthday of the day, a former Islanders captain who played defense. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Bo Horvat could score 50 goals. The Islanders could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you can win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do pick, whether studs like Sorokin, McDavid, or McKinnon, will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. And to win a 100-times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. You heard me, Islander fans. You can win 100-times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel. Before we get to our hero and goat of the game, we, we do have to acknowledge uh, John Tavares. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I mean, but look, you have to remember what John Tavares did mean to the New York Islanders. Uh, you know, this. he has his 1,000 points, but, you know, out of 1,054 games in the NHL, 669 of them were with the New York Islanders, and, you know, he was an Islanders captain, he was, uh, really, when he was drafted, a savior of the franchise, uh, or looked at as the savior of the franchise, a guy who could really make a big difference and he did get this team its first playoff series win in 2016 since 1993 so clearly uh you know there were some magic moments for John Tavares and it made a big difference for this franchise while he was here now that being said The way he left the New York Islanders left a bad taste in everybody's mouth without question. And, you know, obviously, as I have said before, I cannot blame John Tavares for wanting to go back and play for his hometown team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And when he got that chance, it was certainly, uh, you know, something that he wanted to do, but he should have handled it better as far as how he dealt with the New York Islanders and what he communicated to the team and to the fans on Long Island. So that part of it, very, very frustrating. And, you know, it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And, you know, I think part of the the, the good part, if you're an Islander fan, is that John Tavares... Did not win a Stanley Cup or has not yet won a Stanley Cup. He's won exactly one playoff series since going to the Maple Leafs with all the offensive talent on that roster. Whereas the Islanders, since JT left, has, have gone to two conference finals and have made the playoffs four out of five times. So look, Tavares comes to the island. He gets booed the second he steps on the ice. I have no problem with that. Although, uh, you know, I, I think eventually, hopefully, Islander fans will, you know, appreciate what John Tavares did for this franchise over the course of his career. But, you know, congratulations to Tavares for his thousandth point, even though it was even sweeter that the Islanders ended up with the win in this game. Now, hero and goat of the game. The hero, I'm going to give a tie to uh, Bo Horvat for the game-winning goal and Noah Dobson for three assists and a team high, plus three in this game. So uh, in my mind, those are the two guys who are going to get the hero. Go to the game isn't as easy, but I I am going to go with, in this case, Scott Mayfield, a couple of... Uh, Ugly giveaways, he had two, so did Brock Nelson officially, but to me, you know, some of those turnovers just really frustrating, Mayfield a minus one in this game, he did block four shots, five block shots for Romanov, but uh, again, that just was ugly, Uh, some of those giveaways by Mayfield, and so uh, we are going to give him the go to the game, but to me, the more important thing for the New York Islanders is getting that W. And to come away with a win, you know, you blow the 3-1 to lead. Obviously, in the playoff chase, you would rather win a game like this in regulation. And I am disappointed that the, the game ended up having to go to OT. But you know what? Good teams find ways to win games when they don't play their best. And after the first 25 minutes or 24 minutes of this game, the Islanders didn't play their best, but they found a way to win. And the other good news is you just beat another really good hockey team. Beating L.A. and Toronto in back-to-back games is vital. And... Look, we have games Wednesday and Friday coming up. Uh, uh, Wednesday against Anaheim, Friday the Big Bad Bruins coming to town, getting the Islanders to uh, continue to play well and continue to pick up points on this homestand. They are now, you know, three and one on the homestand, and are picking up points consistently. It is time to keep this role going. And I also have to give some credit to Robert Bortuzzo and to Mike Riley because it is not easy to step in and play this system when you're not familiar with your teammates, when you are not familiar necessarily with the system, and you're replacing in the lineup right now Your two best defensive defensemen and your minute-munching defensemen in Adam Pellick and Ryan Polak. And yet, the Islanders are finding ways to win without those two guys. And, you know, to me, that is, in and of itself, extremely impressive. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we're going to talk a little bit about oliver wallstrom and you know he hasn't been in the lineup a lot recently so uh what is his future situation like with the new york islanders we're going to talk about that we're going to have our islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on today's locked on islanders podcast Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die... So, uh, got some comments and emails, a comment on YouTube and an email. Here is this. This is a great email. Hi, Gil. Casper from Poland here. Long-time listener. First of all, I want to thank you so much for doing this show. It helps me keeping up to date with my beloved Isles since it's hard for me to watch most of the games because of the time zone difference. What are your thoughts about Oliver Wallstrom? Should he be traded? Should he come back to the lineup? And if so... Who should he replace? I've been a fan of him since he joined the Islanders, and it's sad to see him scratched. Thank you in advance for your response, Casper from Poznan, Poland. Well, Casper, first of all, thank you so much uh, for uh, tuning in and and for uh, basically being a part of you know this team and following them and following the show and. For following Oliver Wallstrom. And look, you, you look at what Wally has done this year. And, you know, it's, it's 17 games, two goals, five points, four penalty minutes. He is a minus five on the season. And he's averaging a little over 11 and a half minutes per game. So, you're not seeing a lot right now. From Oliver Wallstrom. And he doesn't seem to have a role on this team right now. And I, I, I guess the question is you know, where would he best fit? And it doesn't seem to be on the first line uh, right now. I think Anders Lee, as much as I have said repeatedly that he's not a great fit with Bo Horvat, he's right now playing pretty well. Can't see him fitting in there. Uh, Do you put him in instead of Julian Gauthier when this team needs speed so badly and doesn't seem to get it? Is Wallstrom really a good fit on the fourth line instead of Hudson Fashing? I I don't think he's really a fourth line type of player. And I, I guess if Wallstrom is supposed to be A power forward uh, and supposed to get you, you know, 15 to 25 goals over the course of a season and is supposed to, uh, you know, be physical and, and, and give you that element. He's not really getting it done right now. Am I ready to give up on Oliver Wallstrom? No, I'm not. I think there is still things that he can do to to get himself back into the lineup. But at the same time, I don't think it's time to put him in the lineup because Gauthier is adding speed. Fashing is hustling and I think is a better fourth-line fit. Uh, You know, Anders Lee is now being productive on the top line. You don't want to break break up Nelson, Engvall, and Palmieri. They've been your best line. Simon Holmstrom... uh, who made some pretty bad giveaways uh, in this game, but overall has taken his game up a notch and is a great penalty killer, I, I think you don't want to take him out of the lineup right now. So you look at the big picture, and I would hold on to Wallstrom for now as my 13th or 14th forward, depending on who who is banged up or slumping and who you want to put into the lineup. I wouldn't be eager to trade him, but I will say this, uh, if we get to the trade deadline and a team is still interested in Oliver Wallstrom, uh, I I think you might be looking at uh, a possibility of him being traded at that time if you get the right thing in return. And I guess the problem in my mind with Wallstrom remains what he does or does not do when he doesn't have the puck. And, you know, he, his lack of consistency in that aspect of his game remains, to me, the biggest obstacle for him. And hopefully he can improve that and and find a way to get that fixed because I, I, I think he may be uh, capable of being a good NHL player In the very near future, but he may not be a very good fit on this Islanders team and in this Islanders system, which is so demanding of players and doing exactly what they're supposed to do without the puck and playing strong positional defense, all of those things that, as of right now, Oliver Wallstrom just hasn't excelled at. So I'm not eager to trade him at this juncture. But I could see it happening at the trade deadline, and I would keep him around but not put him in the lineup just yet. So, Casper, thank you very much for the, uh, the email, and thank you for listening in Poland. I, I'm honored uh, to be uh, able to share our love of the Islanders all the way in Poland, and, and thank you. Thank you very much for the email. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day, and uh, Monday was the 46th birthday of former Islanders captain Mark Streit, the native of Bern, Switzerland, I guess we're staying in Europe, huh? Uh, broke into the NHL with the Canadiens who drafted him in the ninth round back in 2004, started his NHL career in 05-06 joined the Islanders in the 08-09 season, and that was by far his best year. 16 goals and 56 points with the Isles that year. Had 49 points the following season in 09-10. 47 points in 2011-2012. And then in 2012-2013, limited to 48 games. Still steady with 27 points. We go back and look at one of his Better games with the Islanders. We take you to the United Center in Chicago, March 15th, 2009. Islanders and Blackhawks. Peter Menino, the goalie for the Islanders. Nikolai Hobby Bulin, the goalie for Chicago. And in this game, Mark Streit, with two goals and an assist on three shots on goal, he scored on the power play midway through the second period. Kyle Oposo and Richard Park. With the helpers, he set up Franz Nielsen on the power play in the final minute of that period. And then in the third period, scores again on the power play. Bruno Gervais and Kyle Laposo with the helpers. Islanders get the win over the Blackhawks by a final score of 4-2. to two. And Mark Streit with three points in the game. Mark Streit is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Everydayers, is tomorrow on the show. We will have a full preview of tomorrow night's game against the Anaheim Ducks at the UBS Arena. Plus, we'll have our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.